Hello and welcome to the first episode of the For the Good podcast. This feels so weird. I would have never in a million years imagined myself doing this, but God has a way of making things happen that you wouldn't typically think would happen. God's plan always comes to fruition, no matter what you do to like make it not happen. So yeah, okay, so basically, I just want this first episode to be kind of an explanation about like what I'm doing and what I see this turning into. A lot has happened recently that like made all of this happen. So I'll go into detail about that. I think a good way to start this off is just talking about myself. My name is Michelle. I am starting this as a faith-based podcast. So I'll talk about all things Christian related. We'll go into detail on God's word. I don't want to make this about me. That is something that like I have struggled with and that's why I fought so long to do this because the last thing I want is to come across like I am doing this for myself and for my personal gain. So I just want to come right out the gate saying this is for God's glory because I would not be sitting in this chair if it was not for him. Basically, I'll go into detail about like how this got started and then I'll explain like my background and how I got to where I am today with my relationship with him. So we'll start from the beginning. Over a year ago, I got out of a relationship and it was an answered prayer. It was not an answer that I wanted, but it was the answer that God gave me. And that night, I like still take myself back to that night because I was in tears. Yes, I was sad that it ended. I saw my life with that person and it was really hard when it ended. But I had an encounter with God that night that I've never experienced before. I could just feel his presence. (sighs) Don't cry. (laughs) But like I had gone so long like saying I'm a Christian, right? Like I grew up going to church, was involved in a youth group. My youth pastor was great. But around like 16, I decided that I wanted to chase a relationship more than I wanted to chase God. So I put God on the back burner and chased that relationship. And it ended up leading down a really bad path. But I was always the person that said that they were a Christian. And my life did not reflect it at all. I think a lot of us can relate to that story, unfortunately. But just speaking from experience, he's going to chase you no matter what, no matter how hard you try to escape. Because a lot of people think that the Christian lifestyle is too uptight or like you don't have enough freedom, basically, which I think is, it's sad to say, but I'll be honest and be the first one to admit that that's exactly how I felt. But chasing all the worldly things, living in sin, it ended up hurting me more. And Luckily, the last relationship I had brought me back into that. And I think that that's why that person was put in my life. So once that ended, God was kind of like, okay, I use this person to get you closer to me. And now I want a relationship with you. That night I had this vision. I felt like God was calling me to like be, I hate using this term um, because I feel like it's overused, but like basically a Christian influencer sharing my life, um, sharing my story, sharing the things that I went through, basically influencing other people to not do what I did. And just being like a positive influence and like a person that you can see yourself relating to. So I like created this Instagram account 
whole nine yards. And then I abandoned it. I was like, this is not for me. So basically there's way more to this story, but I'm starting at over a year ago. So there's multiple instances in my life where I have felt like God's like, I'm going to use you publicly to make a difference. I had no idea what that meant. And I always told people, I see myself doing something and like being known, but it was so out of my comfort zone, like so beyond me. So I just kept putting it off. And then when this happened, I was like, okay, whatever. Again, putting it off like for many years, I I can't count how many times I knew all of this was going to happen. And I kept like, "Mm, it's fine. Like if, if God wants to make it happen, he will. So one night I posted just a TikTok about being in a relationship um, and like looking for a Christian guy. It was a trend that was going around and I did it. And I woke up the next day to a bunch of notifications and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> what just happened? So I went on there and I was like, you know, anyone who's had a, a video blow up, I feel like we all have felt the same way where we're like, oh my gosh, like this is my calling. <laughs> And I was like, this is so stupid. It was literally one video about dating a Christian guy. And I'm like thinking into this, like it's something super special. So anyways, I started making videos after that because that one got views. And it was just like a side thing. I would just make them for fun in my free time. And I ended up making some friends on there in the Christian community and being able to post things that people could comment on and be like, wow, like this impacted me and it made me feel good. And I was like, okay, I'm doing all of this for your glory, God. If this is something that you want me to do, make something happen out of it. So fast forward to a year later, I had recently gone through some things in my life regarding friends and people were leaving my life that weren't Christian and they just didn't have a positive influence in my life. I had to let those friendships go and I was just like really in the dumps and it had been a really long time since I had heard from God. I was still chasing him like I'm still in his word praying to him and I was just like I don't understand what's going on like why can't I feel you and I'm just being open honest and vulnerable right now with you guys. So that's how I felt. And one night I, this was on a Saturday. I want to give you a timeline so you know how fast all of this happened. So that was on a Saturday. I was bawling my eyes out. I was literally getting ready for bed and I just lost it. I was like, I feel like I am being attacked by the enemy and I don't feel your presence, God. And I just, I was losing my mind. And I went to him in a desperate time and I was vulnerable with him and I cried and I was honest about my feelings because that's exactly what he wants to hear from us. So I did all of that. And then the next day I was meeting with a woman who I thought would be a good mentor. So we were just going to meet kind of like an interview just to make sure that it was a good fit. And I met with her that Sunday And like, as soon as we started talking, she's telling me that like, she thinks it would be a good fit and that I would impact her life as much as she would impact mine. And I was like, wow, okay, like this is great. We decided that we were going to go home and pray about it. And then I decided that I was going to start going to the gym at five o'clock in the morning because of my work schedule. It was difficult for me to worry about like getting home at a certain time to like go to the gym. And then the gym was really busy. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to shift my work schedule later and I'll just go to the gym earlier. So all of this happened in the same weekend. So Monday morning comes and I go to the gym at five o'clock and I'm wearing this design on just a t-shirt. And 
this leg day. I'm like in the zone. I don't want anyone to bother me. Well, I could tell out of the corner of my eye that this girl was trying to get my attention. And the gym is just not my social place. I am the type of person that puts headphones on and I'm like, leave me alone. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. So I rudely just kept my head down, even though I knew she was trying to get my attention. I ignore it. And then we're both leaving and we end up leaving at the exact same time. And she stops me in the lobby and she goes, I really like your shirt. I had my Jesus shirt on and I said, thank you. She goes, where did you buy it? And I said, I made it. And she was like, oh, no way. Do you sell them? And I said, no, I have a cricket. Like, it's just a hobby. I designed it and put it on a t-shirt and a hoodie. And she was like, wow. Okay. So we got into a conversation, started talking about work, what I do for work and what she does for work, where we go to church, everything. And she's like, okay, well, I was talking about marketing. Her husband does websites on the side, but their main company is photography and video. And she was like, you should cut me my husband. Cause I was like, I really want to learn more about websites. So I go over there. Her husband's from Kenya and he is in tune with the Holy Spirit. Like I could just feel it the minute I met him. We all sit down and he's like, tell me what's going on. I fill him in on everything, everything that I'm doing, how I'm on TikTok. Like I've never told anyone that. I keep it a secret. If you find it, you find it. Like I was not promoting it. It's not even on my Instagram. So I I was telling him everything and I'm like, I don't know, maybe I can do something with marketing, like maybe Christian marketing. Like I didn't know what I was going to do. And he goes, God has gifted you a platform. Though it is small, he has gifted you this. He's gifted you with people in your life who have came to you and said, you are positively impacting my life. I learned so much from you. They're saying all of these things. Like it is literally so obvious what God's calling you to do. And I was like, wow. Okay. So I left on like a spiritual high. Let's just call it that. I I was like jamming the worship music on the way home. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. Like, this is what's going to happen. I got home and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pray about it. I don't want to get excited. I can go more into detail about all of this later, but basically five different events around there happened back to back to back to back that proved that this was God's calling on my life. And I'm like, what is happening? So the first step was a podcast. So welcome. I'm glad you're here. Like I said, like we're just going to have conversations about faith and being a Christian and I'll have people on here, so I have a list of people that I want to bring on with me, so I will have guests. I don't know where this is going to lead. I'm calling it a ministry because I hope to build a community of people that can all relate to each other and all learn from each other because especially around my age, I'm 25, is really hard to find a community and make friends. Though it's online, I hope to eventually do something that connects people in person as well, but that's my goal for this. That's how it got started. This is super uncomfortable for me to sit here and do this. I just want you guys to know that because like I said at the beginning, this is something that I never would have ever envisioned myself doing. God is so good. God is so faithful and he has proven to me over and over again through his word, through other Christians in my life, people speaking over me, just little incidents that have happened that have literally proved that this is my calling. So I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it and I'm going to pray that God blesses it because if it's from him, I know that he will. Now we're going to go into why it's called for the good and the mission behind it. For the good comes from Romans 8:28. It's actually my birthday. I liked it before I clicked and I figured it out. Um, 
So don't think that that's the only reason why I like it. And we know in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. If you also haven't heard the song called For the Good by Riley Clemens, I love that song. It literally makes me want to cry every time I hear it, especially now that I'm starting all of this. The meaning behind the verse is that no matter what happens, God will use everything that happens to us for his good because the good that's quoted in that verse, he's talking about growing his kingdom and bringing people to believe in Jesus and get saved. So no matter what happens, like a great example for the time that we're in right now would be Damar Hamlin. So everything that's happened with him, though it was a tragedy and it shook the entire world, God is using it to show up and reveal himself to people who were so hardened and didn't believe. There's people praying on national television like that has not happened. It's just insane. So God has used everything in my life that I've been through for his good. And that's why I'm starting this because I'm going to use everything that I've been through like to help you guys understand like where I'm coming from and just learn from all of it. Hopefully we can get more people saved. And I like to say make heaven crowded. So we're all going to make heaven crowded. That is the goal. All right. So now you know a little bit about me. You'll find out more uh, through future episodes, but that's the basis of my story. That's where I'm at right now. Okay, so I posted on Instagram that I was recording my first episode and wanted people to ask me faith-based questions about myself. So we're going to go into them. I'm already getting messages from people shocked. So I kept it a secret for so long because I knew it was going to happen. Like I was like working on it behind the scenes. I needed to save up so I could buy everything. And I literally didn't tell anyone until like just now. So I told a few people that it was, it may happen, but again, I was running from it, (laughs) but God chased me down and here we are. So how long have you been a Christian? I feel like I kind of already answered that, but I would claim to be a Christian my entire life. I was baptized as a baby and then I got re-baptized a year ago after that whole relationship ended and I had like my own encounter with God and I decided to publicly step out again because I don't really count it as a baby. I believe that you should be able to choose to do it because it is an outward expression of an inward change. So that's why I got rebaptized. So I would say technically I have been a real Christian a year, a little over a year, but I've always believed. That's another thing. Like there's a difference between believing and like actually living out as a Christian. I believed my entire life, still believe obviously, but I was not living like a Christian until a little over a year ago. So how did you come to know the Lord? I feel like that kind of answered that as well. The relationship ending and like God revealing himself to me that night was life-changing. I had so much peace. I can't even explain it. Like the old me, I lived for validation in relationships. I wanted to be a girlfriend and then eventually become a wife. And that was literally my personality. I was known as being in a relationship. It was just crazy that I had so much peace after that relationship ended. Everything happens for a reason. He used it for his good. That should be like a saying. I should say that. Like anytime I give an example and I'm like, oh, God used that for his good. (laughs) 
we're going to do that. We're going to make that a thing. Um, next one character in the Bible you relate to most (laughs) Jonah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So literally Jonah. Um, if you haven't read that story, (laughs) go read that book in the Bible. It's actually really good. Um, I actually read that last summer. I reread it. Like I grew up reading the Bible, but like nothing ever stuck. I was just like thinking about a million other things and wasn't paying attention to the stories like a lot of children, but it didn't actually like stick with me until last summer. I read it and I literally called my mom and I was like, you've got to be kidding me because she knew everything. So my mom like has heard everything that I've felt um, from the beginning, like after the breakup and how I felt about like where God was calling me. And so she can attest to this that I have ran from it for a really long time. So I read the book of Jonah, reread it, and I was just like in awe because it was literally me. I have had right around like probably 2018, 2019, right before I got into my college relationship, I literally messaged Sadie Robertson and all of her messages just spoke to me. And I was like, I want to do this. I would love to do something like this. I would love to speak. I would love to share. I would love to share the word, grow the kingdom. And then I ran into a relationship and gave that up. But there's always been instances in my life where I'm like, oh, I could do this. And then like, nope, here we are, 25 years old. Now it's happening. So yeah, that is the character that I relate to the most in the Bible. Ask me in a few years because it might change. Okay, so how do you study the Bible beyond just reading it? I like to listen to sermons. That was like the easiest way for me to like start understanding. And then when I actually study the Bible, so I don't, I'm not the type of person that sits in bed with the Bible and reads it for like 10 minutes and goes to bed. Like I can't do that. I dedicate an hour and then I have my iPad sitting next to me that has a Bible commentary app on it. It's called Enduring Word. It's really good. Download it if you need it. But there's one guy that gives his commentary, but then he also brings in pastors from like years ago and things that they've said about that certain verse. It literally goes verse by verse. It's great. So I have a journal Bible. So I write down the commentary that like really sticks out to me and that's how I study it. How do you listen to God in prayer? That's a good question. I actually struggled with this for a really long time and I was the type of person that would sit down, close my eyes and be like, okay, this is what I want. And like listed out things like people I needed to pray for, things that were going on in my life, things that I wanted to happen. It was a list. And then I got done and I said, in Jesus name, amen. Hallelujah. And I would not be quiet enough to let him speak to me. So I was reading, I'm still reading, um, Priscilla Schreier. I can't say her last name. I think that's how you say it. Discerning the voice of God, because that was something that I had such a hard time with. So I was reading that book and there was a chapter on it and she basically to summarize, she went out to lunch with a friend and she was talking about things that were going on in her life. And she was like, I really need advice. I don't know what to do. So she's sitting there giving the explanation of like everything that's going on. And an hour goes by and her friend grabs her bag to go leave. And she's like, what do you think? Like, what do you think I should do? Her friend goes, well, you know what? I was, I had some input to give you, but you didn't give me a chance to speak. And I think a lot of times that's how God feels towards us. Like we'll just sit there in prayer. Like he's a genie in a bottle and just ask for things and expect him to like either make things happen or respond. So recently (laughs) I have been ending my prayer in silence. I try to do like a couple minutes of just like letting him speak to me. It is the Holy Spirit putting thoughts in your mind, which 
now I'm experiencing. It is amazing. Once you like start listening and you know what you're listening for, it becomes way easier to listen in other times that you wouldn't expect it. Like I can literally see him in everything now and like know when he's telling me to do something. To summarize, <laughs> listen and just be quiet. Why should Christians go to church? This topic gets me heated <laughs> because God tells us to. <laughs> That's why. There are many times in his word where he tells Christians to be in community. That is the most important part, one of the most important parts about being a Christian and having a relationship with God. If you try to do it by yourself, like I did, it's really difficult and it takes a toll on you. I was convicted of it. Actually, my last relationship made a comment about how I took it as I don't have any friends. Like I was just sitting in my apartment alone. As hurtful as it was to hear, he was being honest I was super convicted and the Holy Spirit convicted me of it later. So again, that's another thing about being in community, right? Like I would have never thought that on my own. Maybe it would have came up later. Maybe that's something that God would have put in my head that like, hey, you need to be in community or I would have read it in his word. Anything could have happened. But like, again, that's that's something important that you experience when you are in community, holding each other accountable. Literally the entire time Jesus was on earth, he was in community. It was very rare that he was alone. So it's important that we all bounce off of each other, right? Like you want to make sure that you are surrounded by people who are also living their lives as a Christian and they're not just saying that they're believers. They're able to be a positive influence as far as like what you're dealing with. So if you need advice, it's not going to be worldly advice. It's going to be godly advice and it's going to come from God's word. And I hate how people always say that you can live in the world and not be of it because I did that for a while. And I had friends in my life who were not respectful of my religion and my beliefs, and they just weren't living Christian lives. And it was affecting me and my relationship with God. And I think that's why I felt so distant. But yeah, Christian community is super important. And if anyone tells you otherwise, they're lying. Okay, what does it mean to serve others? This is another good question. The first answer that came to my head was that you love others no matter what. It is very hard, and I think that's another big reason why I say I was not living a Christian lifestyle before. Someone would wrong me, and I would hold it over them forever. We're supposed to be living our lives to resemble Jesus, right? And that's not who he was. That's not what he did. He had so much grace. God has so much grace towards us. So serving others is taking care of others and also not being harsh and loving them no matter what. I feel like this is kind of related to the Christians going to church, kind of what I said. Does your choice of friends matter to your faith? Yes. <laughs> as long as they're respectful. If you are surrounded by people who e- either don't believe or of another religion and they're not respectful of you and your beliefs, then they're going to try to influence you in a negative way. And that's exactly what happened to me. So yes, they always say, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. So be surrounded by people who positively impact you and bring you closer to God and not try to strip you away from him and your relationship with him. Do you use any faith-based apps for prayer? Not for prayer, just for studying the Bible. For prayer, like I guess I'll just answer this question. I'm not using apps, so what am I doing? I just pray like every morning, every night, try to. Some some nights I'm like pulling one of those like 
falling asleep while I'm in the middle of praying things. But I also have a prayer journal and I, it's literally just like a diary to God. There's not a specific way I fill it out every day. Like I just like, I'll say, dear God, and just spill my guts and then leave time and quiet at the end for him to respond. This person asked about my testimony, so I kind of explained that in the beginning. Over time, I think you'll eventually hear little pieces of my story. I was a Christian living in the world for most of my life. Favorite way to connect with God other than prayer and reading his word, worship music is one of my favorite things. I will put it on in the background. There will be days where I am, I'm just like cooking and listening to it and I'll just start worshiping in my kitchen. I am not the best singer. Please tell me I'm not the only one, but I am one of those lip singers at church because I do not have the greatest voice and I'm embarrassed. So I lip sing, but when I'm alone and in my car, people think that I'm like jamming to like pop music. Uh Uh-uh, we're worshiping. What's your favorite verse? Romans 8, 28. What does one do when they feel like God is not with them at a specific moment in life? This is a really good question. Do exactly what I did. He wants you to be open and honest and vulnerable. And I have a little secret. God already knows how you feel anyways. So it's not going to be a surprise once you go to him in prayer and you spill your guts. Be desperate. That's exactly what I did. And it was funny because I ended my prayer with, I don't even need something big. I want a little God wink, just something super small that will show me that you're there. Literally, if I could hear his audible voice, he would have laughed and he would have said, get ready (laughs) because right after that happened, all of this went into play and here we are. So be desperate. Make sure that you are staying in his word. It's crazy how like you can just be randomly reading a chapter and a verse will come through that you're like, wow, I needed that. It's happened to me all the time. And that is when I will just stop reading for a second and be in silence and just embrace the moment because I know that God's there. It is incredible. What moments do you feel God's presence the most uh, during worship? Does your faith look different now than it did growing up? Yes. (laughs) I hate to say this, and if my youth pastor sees this, which he probably will, I was going for social. I hate to admit that, but it was. I loved everyone. Like, we were all so close, but I was not in a headspace to sit there and listen and learn. I was there for social. I feel so bad admitting that, but I will always be open, honest, and vulnerable on here. Like, I just want you guys to know that. So how do you get past Christianity being frowned upon at our age group? Okay, that is a really good question. So unfortunately, when you are public about your faith, a lot of people don't agree and you get a lot of hate. And I used to let it bother me, but then you have to think back. They hated God first. You're doing what you're called to do. If you're a believer, we are called to grow the kingdom. And if that's what you're doing by sharing your testimony and being open, there's a verse, I think it's in Matthew. I'm gonna have to look it up. If you deny me in front of others, I'll deny you in front of my father in heaven. Matthew 10, 33. So we are called to be public with our faith. Hence my Jesus hoodie, which stay tuned. That was a hint. (laughs) So it is difficult, um, but you have to make sure that at the back of your mind, you're not thinking of yourself and you're not like, oh, they really just hurt my feelings and like taking it super personal because it's not about you. It's because they have so much hate in their heart towards God, but he loves you and his opinion is the only one that matters. So I just want you to know that. 
but it is difficult. It is difficult. That's a good question. Ooh, that's a really hard question. Favorite book and why? I want to say Jonah just because like it hit me so hard, but honestly, I just finished Romans and there is so much information that Christians need in the book of Romans. Do you think it's possible to lose your salvation? Um, yes. And unfortunately, a lot of people have, especially if you are surrounded by worldly things. So if you are constantly hanging out with people that live in the world, if you are not getting in Christian community, um, and that is like the only influence in your life, if you are not going to church, you're not involved. I actually got a lot of hate on a video talking about going to church. And you know what? If your church is in your basement, if your church is in a park, I don't really care where your church is. It's not four walls in a building, but it is community. And the closer you get to God, the stronger the enemy gets. So just keep that in mind. It's going to get hard. Literally ever since God revealed all of this to me, the enemy has attacked me over and over again. My mind, like environments, just events that have happened. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? But you just have to keep your faith and know that God will work all things for the good of those that love him. That's a little bit about my story. Um, There's way more, obviously, and we'll get into it, but that is all for now. If you guys stuck around, thank you for listening to the entire first episode. Again, this is crazy, but this is not my doing. All of this is to grow the kingdom, and that is my end goal. So thank you guys, and stay tuned for more episodes. (music) 